Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about Handsome Jack being confirmed dead by Randy Pitchford at PAX East. I did outline my theory and how I think he still may have a presence in the game, just not obviously living anymore. I'm sad about that. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Uh, that's typically when I go live is when these hit the feed. So come on in. If I'm not live, click follow on the channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hit and subscribe and like. It's a free way to help me out. I'm going to jump right into the questions. This one uh, that came in first was submitted by somebody that couldn't be here for the Q&A session. And Mel, one of my mods, was kind enough um, to submit this for them. This comes from SF Aiden. So thank you for enjoying the content, Aiden, and submitting your question. Uh, you, you have to listen in the off-peak hours, so I'm sorry you can't be here live. With the release of their Discord, a minor detail uh, is for giving you roles you can choose manufacturers that weren't in Borderlands 2. Do you think they may come back for Borderlands 3? Uh, and that is a bit of a hint at it. I would love that they would do this. I like how they all have all the different manufacturers. The different manufacturers have different identities and looks and feel. I hope some of them get more more pull. Something I said this morning is, I hope they were thoughtful about power. Because one of the beauties of this game is all the weapons, all the different potential roles you can get on weapons, all the different parts, which will be very satisfying to people that enjoy grinding for the best versions of weapons. Borderlands 2, though, unfortunately... An enormous, an enormous amount of the weapon pool, once you get into harder content, just doesn't matter, and you don't want to use it. And that's unfortunate. So I hope they were thoughtful about that, and they have pluses and minuses. Like, if I'm going to use a Jacobs, I know it's going to be probably shooting a little bit slower, but then I'm going to get insane damage. Like, that's a pretty easy uh, one to remember. Jacobs' guns never had, like, elements on them. They always looked a little old-timey. But then they were really, really strong. You want the gearbox weapons to return? Yeah, there were only a couple items that were gearbox manufactured uh, in the past. And there's a couple uh, fringe weapons and, and developers that don't show up that often. Um, so I, I hope they were just thoughtful about power. Uh, the unkept herald became so strong. A double penetrating, a double penetrating unkept herald, a dupa, was just far and away better than everything else that was out there. So I hope they were thoughtful about elemental resistance and damage resistance. So maybe on the different planets, maybe on the different locations, you're changing your gear or looking for certain types of gear in those areas. I, I would hope they were thoughtful about that because. Generally speaking, that's always a challenge, I think, for games like this, is you end up with a weapon pyramid, and naturally there are just guns at the tippity top, and those guns are in a small camp. And then that makes the billions of guns line sort of like a, yeah, but who really freaking cares? Because... 1% 1% of the weapon pool matters once you get into your extra playthroughs or you get into harder content. Um, so I hope they were thoughtful about that. I've, I, I still love the game, but that is one of the flaws in my mind, uh, especially in Borderlands 2. One of the flaws was just how you had to, like a lot of the harder content you needed to have slag. Um, and then just using a dupa just became almost meta. Like you, you, you needed it. And I, I hope that they, they, they were able to, to, to approach the weapon system and the damage in a way that really, really allows some great 
uh, great diversity. I know people are probably going to comment below on this YouTube video and be like, well, Lono, you're ignoring all these other builds that people would run that, you know, there were people that ran different things. Um, and there were a few weapons from like, there was the one, I can't remember it. There was the one gun you could get from the pirate DLC that became pretty popular as well. Well, I know there were other weapons, but you have to be honest, in the grand scheme of the millions of weapon possibilities in Borderlands 2, there were a handful that rose to the top, and you just didn't really pay attention. Yeah, the Sandhawk. Yeah, there was the Sandhawk builds. There were some Law and Order builds and Pimpernels and things like that that people did enjoy using, but it was still a pretty, pretty uh, meager amount of strength at the end, and I just hope they were thoughtful about that. Holomania. Lono, do you believe that they might bring in the factor of cross-platform or cross-save in the new Borderlands game? Because I know a lot of players on different platforms that play Borderlands, so I would like to see that factor in this new game. I know that Epic is making waves. I know that Epic is Epic is setting uh, expectations. People are just going to continue. I, I, everybody that hates on Fortnite, you should be happy that Fortnite exists where it exists and how it exists, okay? It became the most popular game in existence. It became a part of culture. Kids are doing the dances and everything else. And I know, you know, the origins of these dances get frustrated because they're like, it's not a Fortnite dance. Just forget about all that for a minute and think about the fact that an entire generation cross-platform, cross-culture, cross-everything. They're expecting games to be cross-platform because of Fortnite. And Epic is, I hope, also then setting up companies to use their platform to do just that. They build that background infrastructure for cross-play so you don't, you don't really have to do anything but plug into, their, into that architecture so that the friends list and all that just get unified. I hope that continues to happen. And games like Borderlands, that'd be magnificent if you could play with me and I'm just on PC and you're on PS4 or Xbox or whatever. Uh, obviously, that's great for streamers. But it's even better... Forget about streamers, okay? Forget about streamers. It's even better uh, for the community at large. So, I would say that that because that's becoming more of a, an expectation. Uh, at the very least, cross save would be good. But I think beyond that, cross play would be good. And I know, I know that Gearbox prizes cross save because they let you do that if you might not remember this you got to be pretty og to remember this you could bring your saves from your xbox 360 to your xbox one for the handsome collection they let you do it it wasn't exactly the easiest thing to do uh it was only one directional you couldn't like play on your xbox one and go back to your 360 i don't know why many people would need to do that but you couldn't go back and forth uh it was only one direction so but still they prized that and i think that that's going to be something that um they would do again if they can uh so epic can help them do that if it's in there if it's on if it's on their uh platform Bonehead, in Borderlands 3, what do you think would be the single biggest improvement over previous Borderlands games? I would think that they should really, really lean into extended play. And what I mean by that is, what do you do when I'm done with your main story and multiple playthroughs? How are you adding content? Now, they were, in many respects, pioneers with the idea of giving you lots of content. I mean, if you look at the four DLCs for BL1 and the four DLCs for BL2 and then all the Headhunter packs, they did a really, really stellar job. You got a lot of content 
for the money. Now, the pre-sequel didn't do a very good job, so I'm leaving that out. They did not do a good job of adding DLC to that game. That The content there was kind of a mismatch. But they did an excellent job in BL1 and BL2. And in BL2, they added characters. Uh, they added playable characters. They added Krieg, and they added Gage. So, we know they're good at it. I just wonder if they're going to be forward-thinking about it. I think a really easy thing they could do is replicate what they do in Diablo with rifts and seasons, but do it with vaults. You have you have basically limitless vaults, and then the vaults could have themes and abilities and powers, and like the themes could be obviously tied to the guns that you're getting, uh, the enemies that you're fighting, etc. So, I would hope I would hope they were thoughtful about that. Now, outside of you know extending play. If we dial it back to the core game, I hope they were really thoughtful about the value of farming and random rolls. I hope they were really thoughtful about that. They took they took a real big chin shot and punch for how they handled the pre-sequel. Community did not like that. They did not like being able to farm bosses, and I think they really, really, hopefully took that to heart. Uh, and then the the the, the the dynamics of having random rolls and huge differences between your gun and my gun could be another great thing they could invest in. So, we're going to wait for details on all of that. The Polygon article hurts my brain that they even wrote it. They expected a reveal trailer to like go into detail about how they're improving the game beyond its core. I don't think that's what reveal trailers do. Now they're going to have months and other trailers and reveals to go into detail about the skill trees, uh, the randomization, their plans for DLC, etc. Um, and, you know, replay value. They're going to have time to go into that. Size of the world, you know, combat, the abilities, like how are they improving it beyond its core? But don't expect this to be a completely different game than the games that have come before because it worked. Borderlands 1 and 2 worked. Um, if you didn't like those games, they're not going to do enough to convince you to like the new game because that's just kind of how it is. So I would not expect there to be a huge shift in what the game feels like, but I think they, uh, they haven't really revealed to us how much has changed. So if you guys are new to my stream and you've never been here before, I started streaming four years ago with Borderlands, so I'm super excited. This is a type of segment that I do where I break out, usually there's gameplay here, uh, and I do a discussion with the community Q&A while I'm playing. So I'm going to do a lot of this in Borderlands 3. If you like this style of content, be sure to click that follow button. That's the heart button. Uh, Ninosaur. Do you have any idea when you will be doing a run-through of the Borderlands franchise? Okay, so once the remasters hit in less than a week... My wife will be going out of town, and I'll have friends in town. So that's kind of out. So a week after that stuff launches, probably early April, you will start to see Madam Crumpet streams return. My wife, Madam Crumpet, is her Twitter handle and user handle and stuff in chat. Madam Crumpet is came from Borderlands. We 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 her and I have played through every Borderlands, every playthrough, every DLC together. We love the franchise very very much, and when we were coming up with a name for her when she first started streaming with me way back in the day to play some Borderlands. Uh, we came up with Madam Crumpet. So we're very excited and we're going to play through all of them as a great lead up to the new title. We just don't know the launch date yet. So of the new title, uh, fat hotshot. 
Do you think Borderlands 3 will have crossplay? Already answered this question. P.S. Mr. Torg for the win. I want my guns with legs. <laughs> yeah, we already answered the crossplay question. Elon Skywalker. Do you think they will wait for Christmas to release 3 so as to sell more of the original remaster games? Yeah, we've gotten this question a lot about timing. I don't think they're going to try to launch it before fourth quarter summer's a weird time to launch titles i a lot of people avoid the summer i don't know why i think it's because people are traveling and i think it's maybe it's harder to grab attention it's also more difficult because there are so many marketing campaigns hitting the ground in the summer because of e3 uh so i would expect it to not touch the summer and again they're really really trying to really get people hyped by having the bl1 and the two and pre-sequel remasters so all eyes are on that people can have a chance to play through get through them all over again maybe capture new fans I mean streamers that have been playing Destiny, Anthem and Division are now all saying yes you should play it it's amazing how many thousands of people are going to pick the game up and then tell their thousands of people all of their friends to get the game to play together to create a bunch of fans of Borderlands before the game even comes out so I think it's a really really smart play to wait so I would think, yeah, closer to holiday release. I don't know the release date. I do. I don't. I have. I have some inside information, but I do not know the release date. So, but I know that Randy Pitchford said when they finally announced it, it would come out very soon after. So I would not expect it to land in next year. I think it's this year, but not not until closer to holiday. Peter for leader says, a lot of talk about Handsome Jack still being alive, but what about the main homie Scooter? Well, if you've not played the Telltale series, uh, <laughs> you'd have your answer to this question if you play Tales from the Borderlands. So in Tales from the Borderlands, you have an answer to the status of Scooter. So <laughs> that that's all I guess I'm going to say. I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. Um, so play through Tales from the Borderlands. <laughs> Or go read what happens to him in Tales from the Borderlands if you don't feel like it. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands is great if you're a fan of Borderlands. So, uh, Ganks. Never played Borderlands, but after seeing the Borderlands 3 trailer, I want to play. How does Borderlands compare to other looter shooters? Is there min-maxing, multiple characters, activities to farm? There's no min-maxing. It's not, it's not a thing. Now, there's, there's respecking your skill trees. Uh, every character has three skill trees each skill tree has a theme and a capstone ability so when you get to the very very bottom of it there's like a really cool thing that you get to change sort of what's going on with your 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 super that you have you have like your main ability um there are tons of guns tons of combinations of guns and perks and random rolls i would if you're going to get into the series don't go reading what the best weapons are don't do that don't narrow the playing field for yourself just use whatever you get find guns that you like try them out it is the it is the pioneer looter shooter the reason i said earlier you have division destiny and all these games is because of borderlands I've been been encouraging people to play through Borderlands 1, especially once they do this remaster, like new guns, new cosmetics. Uh, That's very exciting. Um, So play through Borderlands 1, then the pre-sequel, then Borderlands 2. I think skipping the pre-sequel is a mistake, but if you play Borderlands 2 before you play the pre-sequel, the pre-sequel feels like a bit of a step backwards. Um, A bit of a step backwards. If you play it before Borderlands 2... You're not going to get significant spoilers. I don't think so. The major story elements in Borderlands 2 
there's only a few like oh my gosh moments there's nothing there's nothing crazy going on um i don't think you're really robbing yourself of any like really really cool story elements but you're going to enjoy the gameplay the classes and the weapons a whole lot more because the pre-sequel feels like kind of like a borderlands 1.5 there's the laser weapons there's the low gravity there's the freeze weapons those are not in borderlands 2 um and they'll feel like a cool step up from borderlands 1 and there's some really cool classes that you can build with both wilhelm and claptrap there's some really fun builds Give the pre-sequel once-over. Don't replay it. Don't do a second playthrough unless you love it. Uh, Give it a once-over. Play through it once. And then jump to Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2 is where you'd probably want to spend most of your time, I would think. If you get Borderlands 1 a once-through and all the DLC a once-through, just one playthrough, and then pre-sequel one playthrough, and then Borderlands 2, I would do... I would do multiple playthroughs of Borderlands 2, personally. I think it's fabulous... Uh, trying out the different characters is really, really fun. Trying out different builds is really, really fun. The DLCs are awesome. The Headhunter DLCs. I mean, Borderlands 2 by itself is a mountain of content. Uh, it's a mountain of content. It's enormous uh, as far as what what's what's attached to it. So, again, if you're new to the stream, welcome. Uh, you have to click follow to talk in chat. We only do that because of the Q&A session. You can submit questions right in chat. We do put follower-only mode on. I don't really like running it, but we do run it for these segments. Uh, I do discussions like this all the time. If you're enjoying the content, please click the follow and come back. I've been streaming for four years. I started with Borderlands, and I'm thrilled to be back here. Uh, Dare Meister, thoughts on multiplayer in Borderlands 3? What would you like to see? I mean... Here's the thing. Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 1 are significantly better when you play with your buddies. But if you're just trying to like play through some missions on a Friday night or something and you're in your homies are at the movies and you're not cuz you've got a cold or something and you want to throw yourself into like matchmaking, I I would love to see them be really more thoughtful about that, more intentional about that to say, "Okay, I pick this mission. I'm going to matchmake for this mission. Anybody else who's working on this mission right now in matchmaking will get thrown in with me. We don't even really need to talk. We just kind of play, right? Then, I would hope that they could do instance loot. I don't like Loot Ninja. I don't. I think it's terrible. It, it discourages you from playing with randoms, and then it just makes people dupe. It just makes people duplicate items. They're like, I, I got a really good gun, and you didn't. Let's just duplicate it. You know, you're picking everything up off the ground as fast as possible. I just feel like it creates this unnecessary panic of, like, if I go into a mission, I got to make sure my inventory's empty. I got to make sure I pick up things faster than other people. It makes people not play together, because then they'll run to the chest, open it, steal all the loot, instead of helping with the mission, because sometimes there's, like, fights where there's a chest, like, off to the side and stuff. I just think instance loot is just a better way of doing it. It's, I, I don't know. Like, people are going to argue with me like, no, that's in the spirit of Borderlands. To steal loot, discourage people from playing with randoms, and then duplicating weapons. Like, I don't like duplicating weapons. I think part of the charm of random rolls is, yo, that gun is awesome. Where'd you get it? Oh my gosh, man. I farmed for hours to get this. Man, it, it's, it's really, really nice. And now it's like, well, you just, just dupe it and give me one too. So if they put in dupe protection and instance loot, I would love that. I think that would be so, so good. 
Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. But again, I think that just in, in that encourages players to boot up and say, "Oh, I'm I'm going to go farm this boss. Let me load up that mission. Let me load up that checkpoint. Let me match make and let me farm this boss with some people." Um, I don't know. In my mind, I think that's more community building than the current system they've had in place up to now, which is loot ninjas and you know then duping. Like duping lobbies. Uh, Baker's Coco. I'm new to Borderlands. What is a siren? What makes them so special? Sirens are, up to now, female characters with telekinetic powers. Uh, they can hold people in the air, move things with their mind, disappear, cause explosions. Um, yeah, they do. They can do, you know, massive, massive things with their mind, basically. Um, so the, you can see in the trailer, she creates all these extra arms and then she like slams the ground. Funny enough, in my male siren video, I talked about how the male siren could be sort of, uh, unpredictable with the powers cause he's, 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 uh, it's, he's unstable interacting with siren powers. And I said, it'd be cool if he could sort of create things with his mind, like green lantern, like really big fists. And then you see that trailer and she creates like really big fists with her mind. It's, it's another Another interesting coincidence, uh, in, in that in that regard. So yeah, um, it's it, there's no confirmed male siren yet, but the guy in the trailer has like the same tattoos and they're red and they're twins and he might be, he might be. We'll see, we'll see. In any case, she has some sort of telekinetic powers that lets her do like a big fist slam on the ground. Uh, Eknor. I play a lot of Destiny, Anthem, and Division 2. Should I be excited about this game because I've never played Borderlands? How's the loot different than other games as, say, 1 billion guns? Well, um, here's the thing. They... When you're going to play, you know, Destiny, Anthem, and Division 2, you're chasing loot for different reasons in those games. In Destiny, you're chasing loot for a specific role. It's more, it's more specific loot-based. Division's more like quantity stat base like just pour the quantity on let me find stats anthem hasn't found its footing yet as far as like grinding for loot they don't really understand their own end game they need to figure it out in borderlands it's like it's kind of like more like diablo i think you're not min maxing so the loot quantity is high but it's not to min max the loot's just cool now you min max in borderlands but now, it's not and in Diablo you min max, but it's not like the way that you min max in in Division. You are you are combing over loot that has certain stats and certain buffs that'll pair well with your with your skill tree, but it's not the same. It's a loot quantity that's high, more I think for the excitement of diversity and differences. It's like the loot is a character in a ga- in the game almost. The way the guns look and sound and feel, that's that's like part of the game's character and charm. So the loot quantity in Division is empowering you to find good stats. The loot quantity in Borderlands is to empower you to have a dope time. Do you see the difference? Um, is the loot only guns? I don't know how much they're going to add with customization with respect to loot like armor and stuff. They were like class mods uh, in the previous games that would do like overarching changes to your, you know, your, your character. Um, so they uh, they do stuff like that. That's that's They don't do a lot more beyond that though. Typically they don't do a ton of they've got like a grenade mod class mod then an artifact I think. Um, I haven't played Borderlands 2 in a long time. 
I think that's it. There's a grenade mod, a class mod, and then a artifact, and all of those do like different things, um, and they kind of change. You know, they uh, they show up on your thing. Oh, and shields. I'm sorry, and shields. That's right. That's right. There's a shield. So you your shield has a. a a power, how, how strong is it? It has a refresh rate, and then sometimes the shield has different modifiers, so like when your shield goes down, it causes an, an explosion. Sometimes when the shields go down, they give you health. Um, sometimes the shields are really, really strong, but then they lower your health. Uh, there's a lot, of different, a lot of different things that those do. I forgot about shield mods. So... There was like the B shield that if your shield was full, it buffed your fir- it buffed your your shots of your gun. So as long as your shield was full, you did crazy damage. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll have to wait and see. There's a lot. There's so much depth. There's more depth in the loot than I even thought of. I just get so hung up on the guns because that's the most exciting part for me is the guns. Uh, T. Michael Jr. says, based on your streams, I bought the franchise and I started be- uh, Borderlands 1 last night. My question is, at what point level should I really start paying attention to guns and rolls? Right now, I'm just using the highest thing I have. By the way, the leveling is awesome. It is awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's going to get even better for you next week uh, playing Borderlands 1 because they're updating it and there'll be new guns and new customization options for you uh, and uh, the higher resolution on PC. I don't know what they're doing on the consoles for Borderlands 1. Uh, I think they're just bringing it. Uh, they're bringing Borderlands, Borderlands 1 native to the new consoles, but I don't know if they're doing... I think they're doing the graphical upgrades. I think you'll notice the graphical upgrades a little bit more on a 4K system. We'll have to wait and get the exact details, but I know it's going to run native on the new consoles. Up till now, it's been backwards compatible on Xbox One. Um, so it'll be, it'll be remastered on all platforms. So you're going to like it even more next week when you get that free for re-update uh, to Borderlands 1. So, they will... Uh, as far as the roles on your guns are concerned, really, you're only considering the roles on the guns when you're comparing two, like, similar types. If you decide you really like the right the auto rifles in the game, or the assault rifles, and you're comparing two, you're obviously comparing stats, but you might have one that gets, like, a crazy crit bonus. Or you might get one that does, like really really good elemental damage or something um so just check those but when you're leveling you are just kind of generally equipping whatever you're getting because the damage goes up so significantly if you're using some assault rifle that you really really like but it's like three levels behind you more than likely the stuff dropping is going to be better and you're going to want to use that it starts getting a little bit more specific when you're farming for a specific gun you keep going back to a particular area hoping to get a better version of a shotgun or an or, or a submachine gun or something like the like the hellfire i didn't really do weapon farming in borderlands 1 with any intentionality me and my friends just glitched into nox's armory um we hated the fact that they locked it and wouldn't let you back in. So we did the med pack glitch. <laughs> we did the med pack glitch and would go down in and, uh, and, and farm to our heart's content. But we were not looking for specific guns or rolls. We just were looking for dope stuff. Like we didn't know what we were doing. Borderlands 2, I got a little bit into the farming because when we were farming for things like uh, the bunker and for the double penetrating unkept herald and things like that, I started doing that more. And then farming the OP8s at the Digistruct Peak, hoping to get some of the Pearl Essence. That was really fun, too. I really enjoyed that. That was a good time as well. Um, so, the, uh, the, um, 
the weapons you're getting when leveling in Borderlands 1, just use what you think is, is giving you the most bang for your buck, because it is going to get... Borderlands 1 can be pretty punishing, actually, in the early game. It can be pretty punishing. Um, ammo, ammo is sparse. I remember ammo being sparse and health being sparse. Like it was, it's, it's kind of tough in the beginning. I think a lot of people bounced on Borderlands 1 early. It's, it's, it is, it's kind of an unwelcoming game. And then once you once you really get into the lanes and the in the in the weapon, the charm really really wins you over. It's a beautiful game. I had to convince my two friends who became enormous Borderlands fans. I mean, I'm telling you, massive Borderlands fans. They're probably super excited about this. They fought me tooth and nail. They're like, we don't want to play that Borderlands game. That game is dumb. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like Diablo with guns. You level up. You get abilities. The guns have level. They're like, no, it doesn't. The one guy's like, no, it doesn't. I played that game for like 35 minutes and put it down. I was like, okay, buy it. And if you don't like it, I will mail you money. I was like, that is not the game. The game has levels. So they were like, okay, let's get it. And they played it. And I'm telling you what, we put in like six and seven hour play sessions every day. They were like, this game is amazing. They loved it. Uh, they absolutely loved it. And it was because the early game just wasn't super inviting. It didn't do the best job teaching the players about all the different systems. And it was pretty hard uh, in the early uh, in the early areas. So uh, quitting before killing Bonehead. Yeah, if you if you quit before you get to Bonehead, you're, you're quitting real, real early. Uh, and you're super, super missing out. Um, uh... Make infinity pistol builds. Ammo problem solved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're going to do quality of life fixes to Borderlands 1 as well. Like, they're putting the minimap on. I wonder if they're going to make ammo and, and money pick up automatically. That was a huge, nice change in Borderlands 2. Not having to pick up the ammo. You just run over the ammo and money and it picks up automatically. Oh, I love that. I love that change. That's so tedious in Borderlands 1. Uh, er, Erna J, will the game of the year edition be free for those who already own Borderlands 1 on their consoles? I don't know how they're handling this. I don't know. Um, because, uh, auto pick up ammo and health, I think. I, I don't think, um, I don't think it'll be free for consoles. I think it's a free upgrade on PC. It's a free upgrade on PC. So when I spoke earlier, I was talking about PC. I may not have clarified that. People in chat are agreeing with me. You have to buy it for console. It's free on PC. Here's why, okay? It's a native download on your console, and the backwards compatible version's not, like, actually on your new console is probably why they had to do it. Um, There probably wasn't a way for them to, like, check and say, oh, they owned the old one. Let's give them the new one for free. And with the certification costs on the xbox and stuff they probably have to charge you unfortunately um just to again recoup some of the costs of the certification and stuff the free upgrade is on pc though because it's natively on your pc they're just downloading an update so bit of a bummer bit of a bummer but i think well worth the price honestly it's a massive game for 30 dollars, and you're getting all the dlc you're getting originally when it launched you're getting originally when it launched that's like $90 or like $100 worth of content for 30 bucks remastered. So, Captain Pickles is a player who left Destiny because of the core and leveling system and is starting to play other games like Spider-Man, AC Odyssey, etc. How much would you recommend Borderlands series and what should I buy? 
I cannot recommend this series enough. I can't, I absolutely love it. I do. I have an original. I'll show you. I'll, I'll here. Hang on. I'll show you something. If you're listening to the audio version, give me like two seconds. Still down here in my basement, in my office, I have the original, the original Borderlands poster that came with my version that I bought. Uh, the original poster, uh, and it's got, well, not the original poster. This is when you bought the Game of the Year edition because they put the four DLC people on it. Uh, and then I got the map on the back, the map of Pandora, uh, the map of Pandora on the back. I still have this. I still have this. So I can't recommend it enough. I think it's a fabulous, it's a fabulous game. I think that if you like chasing loot, if you like chasing loot, this is the absolute best looter shooter I think that's out there now division is the best looter shooter like present day division 2 I think is the best looter shooter present day but it's cover based it's min maxing it might not be your cup of tea if if destiny was your cup of tea until the leveling and the enhancement core started to annoy you if destiny was your cup of tea I think you have an easier inroad into borderlands I do so my recommendation to you is buy the buy the the upgraded version next week for 30 bucks and just just sink your freaking teeth into Borderlands 1. Seriously, it's just a joy to play. It's so it's so good. Sink your teeth into Borderlands 1 uh, and then play the pre-sequel and then play Borderlands 2. Play them in that order. Trust me. I have your good I have your good in mind when I make that recommendation. Don't listen to the people that say to skip the pre-sequel. Don't listen to them circuits is borderlands 2 worth sharing uh if i've never played borderlands 1 um i don't know what you mean by sharing i i the recommendation i just gave the last player i would give to you i think it's a fantastic series i think it's worth every penny it's my all-time favorite franchise uh ever um wordy one thing i'm thankful for is that it isn't a game of service continual experience as anthem fanboy i'm uh no stranger to lackluster launches what are your biggest concerns for Borderlands 3? I know the pre-sequel wasn't as good as Borderlands 2. Uh, I think they could do a recapture. Uh, do you think they can recapture the magic? Well, again, I think a lot of the a lot of the issues with the pre-sequel were that they got rid of boss farming. Um, there was a lot of boomeranging. It felt like they would like create a somewhat small area and then really, really try and get a lot of capital out of it. So they did a, they did a lot of boomeranging in the mission and the quest building. Go get this thing. Come back to me. Okay, go back to where you just were. Okay, come back to me. They did a lot of boomeranging in the pre-sequel uh, because they didn't build hu- the, the areas weren't as big. Uh, at least they didn't feel as big. So I felt like they boomeranged you to get more capital out of their areas, which was frustrating. It didn't it didn't have a linear or a progressive feel. It felt like I was running in circles a lot of the times, like a hamster. Um, I don't think they're going to make that mistake again. I don't think they're going to make the non-farmable boss thing a mistake again. The community really, really hated that. I think they didn't they even change that later on to let you farm bosses in the pre-sequel. I, I think they made that change. So my biggest concern with Borderlands 3 is people burning through this game at a breakneck speed and being like, what's next? What's next? Because gamers are their worst enemies. We we are our own worst enemies. I mean, you see that, you see the, uh, you see the, I know that Gearbox didn't make the pre-sequel, sure, so it was another company. That, that is true. That is something we've got to remember. It was 2K Australia. That was part of the reason it was very different. Um... 
you know, the Polygon article, it's like, the trailer was disappointing, you know, they didn't really put anything in there about how the game is expanding and getting better, and it's like, it's literally a freaking reveal trailer. Like, they're not gonna shove that information in a reveal trailer, that's nonsensical. They'll do that later on, there'll be more reveals, there'll be more information, there'll be more drip of hype and excitement, and that's when they'll start to get into the ideas about, like, here's what we did to expand this game and make it better. But I do think gamers can be their own worst enemy. People are going to know life the frick out of this game. They're going to beat it as fast as they possibly can, replay it as fast as they possibly can, make multiple characters, and in a month, a hardcore player is going to say, what's next? This is dumb. I'm already done with the game. What the frick? You know? Why did they do a shared world, you know, game of service game? You know, they're going to start to demand that they do things like Destiny and Anthem did, but Destiny and Anthem, in order to elongate their game as service they thin things out and you get a very very uh a very a tepid game those games are tepid they you know they they're they're lukewarm like they have they have high points but then mostly they just kind of settle into like this middle ground of like eh, there's some stuff to chase but not much there's, there's a lot of wasted space a lot of wasted content and so people will play this game and have a great great experience and a great and a great you know playthrough of the campaign and the replays and, the, and all the stuff and then they'll they'll no life it they'll ignore the fact that they'll buy this game for sixty dollars and get hundreds of hours out of it they'll ignore all that when they're like hey just not enough I'm already done you know I'm already done with a sixty dollar game and then you check their play time and it's like hundred and fifty hours or something um so that's that's my biggest concern is that people are going to be too hard on it, too demanding. I hope Gearbox owns their their delivery and is just like this is the pace that we've set. This is when the extra content's coming out. We were thoughtful about extending the experiences. With I guarantee you, they've got more Vault Hunters than four. There'll probably be a fifth and sixth. There'll probably be DLCs, bosses, you know, ways to extend the content. They've had a long time to think about making this game and extending it and I hope they made good decisions Nurk 6 what are you hoping for in terms of scaling in Borderlands 3 do you want more pre-sequel approach or do you want it to ramp up drastically like Borderlands 2 well I mean pre-sequel scaling got weird didn't it I remember trying to level up with my wife and we were leveling up at a snail's pace it was like we were in our we finished our second playthrough and I think we leveled up like five levels or something ridiculously stupid it was like we didn't level up at all we didn't get to like the max level after our second playthrough the pacing in the pre-sequel was whack it was very whack people were like oh yeah you have to like farm the Godzilla you have to farm Gojira or something I was like what Uh, so I don't think I would say the scaling drastically ramped up in Borderlands 2 either um I don't know. The, oh, somebody's saying the enemy scaling was great, but the level scaling was pretty slow. I didn't realize people felt like enemy scaling in Borderlands 2 was drastic. I thought it was fine. I never really felt like I was getting my head beat in. Now, I did address in an old, old video, I talked about the bullet sponge problem in Borderlands, and I got a lot of crap for that video. But I basically said, when all you're, all you're doing is making everything stronger it can start to get a little boring I wanted there to be differences in the way the enemies attacked and differences in the way the enemies like protected themselves and a lot of the enemies are just like oh we take longer to kill and we, we do more damage but so do you so it's kind of like a 
you just get to the point where I'm staying alive longer, but so are they. So it's just like, I'm just dumping bullets and bullets and bullets and bullets into the enemy. There were parts of Borderlands 2 that felt that way. So again, I hope they're, they're thoughtful about the scaling. You want things to move forward on a scale, right? Where it's like, I'm not, I'm still effectively moving through combat. Maybe there's more abundance of harder enemies. Maybe there's more abundance of mini bosses. But once you start to rise in your in your gear and you're meeting the new enemies on their their playing field, it should still feel like you're moving through pretty efficiently. It shouldn't feel like, well, yeah, I'm able to survive and kill them, but it all takes significantly longer. Um, so, Grizzly Griggs has a quote here. It says. Ultra HD texture packs are available April 3rd for free on your platform's digital store. Upgrade game textures including characters, vehicles, weapons, and environments. I think that's referring to the pre-sequel and Borderlands 2 though, Grizzly Griggs. That's Handsome Collection. I don't think that's referring to Borderlands 1. I think Borderlands 1 is in its own category because it hasn't been on PS4 and Xbox One natively up until this point. It was backwards compatible on Xbox One. I think your quote is about the Handsome Collection, and I think the remaster of BL1 is a separate thing that does require purchase. You're good. You're good. Your information's helpful. We just want to make sure we're giving good information to folks. Super Duck. Will the Borderlands 1 remaster include things like new heads, skins, and uh, the badass point system? I don't know about the badass ranking system. I'm going to tell you I probably think that's not in there, but they're going to have shift, I think they said shift codes, and then new cosmetics. Um, so, that's dope. That's exciting. And they said new guns. They said, I think they said gold keys and chests and new guns too, so I think they're going to add the shift the shift keys. Um, so that's neat, and I don't know what the new guns means, uh, but that's exciting. I'm like... I've never been more excited to jump back into Borderlands 1. I like I really am anxious to play that with my wife again. That's such a fun time. Uh, Electric Kitty, do you think a lot of Destiny Anthem players will deflect to Borderlands? Yes, I do. I think they will. Now, we don't know what Bungie has in store for September. Bungie may pull a bomb out, and they may say, here's the Taken Queen, $40, massive overhaul of the entire game. Maybe that's what they've been working on. Maybe that's why the game seems like it doesn't have a whole lot of live support or content being added to it right now. Uh, Asteroid 83 with 25 months. Thank you. Um, Maybe that's why Vicarious Visions is building Penumbra. And that is empowering them to work on their September thing. I don't know. Maybe by September, Anthem will be in a much better place. I don't... But Loot Pursuit players will flock to this game. Believe it. Believe it. If you like Loot Pursuit games... You're going to run open arms to Borderlands, and you're probably going to like the hug that you get from this game, because it's good. It's a good, good, good time. Commander Tyke. I played pre-sequel, realized the Handsome Jack story, but didn't get about the Sentinel at the end of the game. Did he guard a vault key or something else? Um, man, I'm having a hard time remembering. The thing that they were guarding at the end was more than a vault key. It was a vault symbol that was going to grant him like power that it was it was different than just a vault key and it gets destroyed um it gets destroyed like Lilith punches it she punches it and it was like he was seeing where where like he was seeing basically he was seeing the vault of the of the guardian which apparently that vault had a map to the other vaults maybe that was what why that vault was so valuable okay the vault didn't contain loot it contained the guardian and the guardian was protecting that map which is like a map of other vaults 
So, um, I don't know. It's, it's, we'll have to wait and see. Has Borderlands 3 been confirmed as an Epic Store exclusive? Nope, we haven't heard anything about it. We don't know. Uh, do you think Telltale Game will be canon? I think I saw Reese in the trailer. Sorry if this was answered. I think, no, it's canon. Yes. The Telltale story is canon, so that's why Reese is there. Reese, Reese is in the, is in the story. Um, they're not, they're not ignoring what happened in the Telltale game. So that's why if you want to know what happened with Scooter, it's in there. If you want to know who like Athena ended up with, that's in there too. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, luck, luck dragon. How does Borderlands hold up without the mobility granted in destiny hover jumps or anthem flying? Well, I mean, it's, it's a shooter. So if you think about like. Anthem, Anthem's like crazy verticality mobility. You're, you're Iron Man. And then Destiny's like a step below that. Like really cool jumps, melees, and cool supers. And then there's Borderlands, which is like a step down from that, where it looks like there's going to be a lot of mobility with vehicles. And even the supers are going to have like, a, there's a mech, there's that crazy tire vehicle, uh, there's the siren, like she goes up in the air and like pounds the ground. And then down below that would be like cover-based shooter division. So you have like a spectrum there, like cover base shooter division is like super plain Jane movement. And then you go all the way up to Anthem and then all the way, all the way down, right? It goes Anthem, then down to destiny, then down to borderlands, then down to division. So I think borderlands is going to have its own style. I don't think you'd want, um, I don't think you'd want to play borderlands with the, with too much of a change to the movement in the field. It needs to be a loot, a looter shooter at its heart. That's what it is. Um, so Nurk 6 what do you think of manufacturer themed vaults maybe a DLC headhunter uh, you have different vaults that drop loot exclusive to a manufacturer for a more streamlined way to get certain weapons and gear I don't dislike your idea but I don't know if it works within the lore of Borderlands vaults are supposed to be like ancient places that are protected by different species and beings and inside is supposed to be very very powerful uh, gear and weaponry so I don't know why you'd be like busting in a vault that had like a bunch of Malawan stuff in it Um, that'd be kind of weird I don't know how they'd write that in unless like the vault was you know, near a Malawan manufacturer and the people that were protecting it were pulling in Malawan guns and changing them and augmenting them with their own technology. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't dislike your idea, but I don't know if they would do that because that's not really how vaults are. They've, they've never really been... That's not really ever been the theme of a vault. Next question, Ordan22. What's your biggest issue that you can see in the trailer? Follow-up question, uh, how would you personally remedy it? I'll be honest, the only thing I was slightly disappointed, and I mean slightly, I really thought they were going to give us more than four Vault Hunters this time around. I thought they were going to start with six and then polish it off to eight. I thought they were going to go farther. I I did. I thought they were going to be like, just immediately wowing us with, there's six Vault Hunters this time right away. That would have been like an immediate sort of, whoa, they're not just doing four this time because it's been four every time and then they add some later. They added two. How many did they add in the pre-sequel? Was it two? Because they added the lady, the Baroness, and then I think they added somebody else. And then in the Borderlands uh, 2, they added Krieg and then they added uh, Gage. So a little 
was a little disappointed that they that that's a slight 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 disappointment uh i wasn't i wasn't like oh my gosh this is such a bummer um it would have been it would have been cool to immediately be like oh there's way more to choose from this time that's just more replay value too in the vanilla game um for the, all the people that are like oh i'm done now no you're not there's five other players you can play as oh handsome jack was an ad he wasn't vanilla oh that's right he wasn't a vanilla character. The vanilla characters were Athena, Claptrap, uh, Wilhelm, and the Sheriff. Those were the vanilla characters. That's right. It was the Baroness and Handsome Jack's doppelganger that got added as DLC characters. I forgot about that. I thought he was vanilla for some reason. Uh, FF Tap. What do you think of the idea of Borderlands 3 making their raids bigger like Destiny uh, does and not just a raid boss? Like having you travel to a different planet and work your way to the vault as your raid boss that would be a big uh, that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be too bad of a shift i don't i don't think i would dislike that uh again i just want them to stay i really want the game to stay in its lane i I don't want them to try to do too much that's like pulled from other games inspired by other games i i think you can really i don't know i think you can kind of mess up um i don't know i think you can kind of mess up your game by trying to turn it into like Voltron you know it's Voltron can get too heavy and fall down you know there's just too much going on um so when I think of like a raid in Borderlands I guess you could make it like mini bosses leading up would be pretty cool I I could get behind this I could get behind this they could do this in a way that it feels like Borderlands you just have to be careful mini bosses leading up would be pretty dope but you have to remember raid bosses were usually pretty freaking tough and the reason they worked is you jump right back in and try it again that that's kind of how they did it with master g with hyperius with terramorphous um and some of the more frustrating ones you know you you kind of figure them out because you could keep jumping back in so if they don't do it they'd have to do a checkpoint system um i don't know I don't know. I, I'd be okay with either way. I just want it to still feel like Borderlands. And I think mini-bosses could get you there. Like, if it's a giant T-Rex that you're fighting, and there's like a mini T-Rex, and there's like another mini dinosaur, like we fight like two mini-bosses to get to them, that'd be kind of fun. Um, so. I just don't want to turn it into Voltron. Like, let it be Borderlands. Like, I think their raid bosses worked because of how they designed them. It's like, this is how they do raids in in Borderlands this is what it feels like uh Rulam of the four speculated classes what are you leaning towards the Beastmaster the Beastmaster funny enough I have a video on pets in Borderlands for Borderlands 3 and I talked about a Beastmaster class three years ago (laughs) I don't know if somebody at Gearbox was like a low key Saint of the Rage fan back then or if those videos got on their radar radar somehow uh (laughs) but it's interesting it is interesting that that uh that's a three-year-old video uh ashen annihilator do you think that enemies uh who have unique yellow loot uh like a conference call shotgun should have something like destiny 2's nightfall drop chance increase when you don't get it no uh uh-uh nope i think that this is this is borderlands and if you're wanting that like RNG loot protection thing, I don't think it'll I don't think that's gonna fly here, okay? Now I will say this. 
if they go crazy with the potential rolls of a gun, okay, um, if they go crazy, then I would think it'd be okay if the gun drops almost every time, because let's just take, let's say there's a shotgun, like the conference call, and it can drop from this boss, all right? And it's a legendary. It's like the orange, the, the orangish yellowish color. Well, if they go nuts and there's like a hundred possible combinations on this thing, I kind of feel like it should drop a lot. You know, maybe like a 50% drop rate. Because if not, you don't want it to become, you have to have a good mixture of player agency and RNG. If the RNG is so is stacked so thick that the player ends up settling, they're like, well, I've killed the boss 50 times, and it's only dropped a small handful of times, and they've all been roles that I'm not interested in. That sort of defeats the purpose of having a farmable piece of loot. But if the farmable loot, you get that dopamine injection pretty regularly, that you're seeing it drop. When that happens, I think you're you're being winsome it's a good mixture of being winsome and withholding right being winsome and withholding stay in here man it's dropping you might get a good one if it doesn't drop enough it can again it can just be it, it can it can short circuit incentive people are like forget this crap so there has to be a, a delicate balance there if it's dropping every time and there's only like 25 possible rolls it ain't going to take you long to get the god roll that kind of ruins it it's like yeah just run it you know Run it 50 times, you'll probably get the god roll, you know. So, Cousin Vinny with four months, thank you very much. And again, guys, if you're enjoying the content, click that follow button. I do this type of content all the time. I'm definitely going to be covering and playing a whole lot of Borderlands. Uh, For those of you unfamiliar with my channel, I started streaming four years ago, and I started with Borderlands, so I'm happy to be home. Um, JD Gamer, I've never played Borderlands before. Should I play one and go play them, or just wait for three to come out? I've said numerous times throughout this Q&A, I think you're missing out on on the best, I think the best franchise in existence. It's my favorite franchise. If you play Borderlands 1 Remastered, there's a bunch of dope new stuff, good quality of life changes. So I would wait, get the get the remastered version, play that, and then play the pre-sequel in Borderlands 2. You just can't, I don't think you can go wrong. Magnificent games. And then you'll be salivating for Borderlands 3. You'll be so ready. Um... Should I buy the Handsome Collection now or wait a week? It's a free upgrade for your Handsome Collection, so if you want to dive in now, dive in now. I wouldn't skip Borderlands 1, though. I really wouldn't do that. I, I the, the remaster, it's got some really nice stuff coming, and it's going to look super sexy. Tokyo Stroll. What do you think about adding secret finds for skins and weapons from other games? Just like the Minecraft head in Borderlands 2. I love stuff like that, man. I love it. I'd do more of it. Why not? Yeah, it's it's hot. Um, I liked when they pulled in the, uh, you could play that card game. There was that poker game and you could get skins from that. There was a, there was a portal, there was a portal skin and I forget the others. Frick. There were some really, really cool skins pulled from other games. Uh, there was the guy, oh, there was the guy from the cartoon. You could get a skin of him. It was a head for Salvador. He has like the, like the, the blonde hair and he's like a tough guy. I forget. Um, I forget what that was from. That they were in that poker game together. Um, like Sam and Max hit the road, were in the poker game, and there was other characters from other games in there as well. Uh, 
Claptrap was in that poker game, and you could and you could win, uh, skin, unlock skins in Borderlands with that game. It wasn't Johnny Bravo. Um, I cannot remember his name. It's it's from a show. It was from like a show, wasn't it? Where it was like, ah, uh, it's like a high octane show, with like explosions and it was, you know, like it was like a rough around the Adventure Brothers. Yes, that's what it was from. Thank you. It's from Venture Bros. Venture Bros is what it was from. Or is it Venture Brothers? I don't know. I've never watched the show, but that character was in there. John. Lono, it seems rare that devs acknowledge game uh, mods made by the community, except in a few rare cases. Do you think they took notes from the highly praised community patch for Borderlands 2 to to include better avenues for grinding loot pools and a better flow of those purple bricks that leveled up your inventory? The name escapes me. They were Iridium bricks. Um, Yeah, Brock. Brock Samson, thank you. That was his name. People listening to this are like, "Oh my gosh, it's Brock Samson, you idiot!" I just I wasn't familiar with that uh, that character. Yeah, John. As much as they hat tipped the community in the presentation, I would say, um, I would say that they probably have paid close attention to uh, to the community and the mods. I hope they have. I mean, they. There was there was very very significant backlash. Um, there was significant backlash to the lack of farming, the 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 farming of the bosses in the pre sequel, uh, and so I think that I think that is a uh, that's something that we got to remember that they they did respond. Um, initially they didn't respond very well I know that I think like historically there were some tweets back and forth that were a little testy uh, but f- I think for the most part they ended up they ended up making changes next question from Nubok what's something you want to see in the way skills work I'd like to see skill trees with both passive and active skills that can be unlocked and equipped simultaneously I don't have a lot of demands I don't really do that um, I don't really, I don't really do that. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of demands. I, I try to come into games and let them be themselves. So I'm going to let the skills be, the skill trees kind of be their thing. I will say that I want them to change my play style. I, I don't remember changing my play style that much in Borderlands 2, depending on like which skill tree I went in. And I think that'd be cool. Uh, if there would be some, if there'd be like significant, uh, playstyle changes, but again, I don't want to make a bunch of demands because you set yourself up for disappointment when you do that. Blue Snake Jake, with Borderlands Three being in development for five or more years, according to Randy, what kind of game mechanics do you think could be added or should be added uh, into Borderlands Two uh, to bring Borderlands into today's gaming? I think the game ages very well. I think if you go back and play BL1 and BL2, I think they age very, very well. Now, it being in the Unreal Engine, if they want to give it a little bit more of a like a smooth and crisp feel, like the way the guns handle and stuff. Uh, Hoop Scoop Maloop, thank you for the Prime sub. I appreciate it very, very much. Um, you know, if they want to do that, there is a clunkiness and a clumsiness sometimes in Borderlands 1. Like The guns feel a little like... It's, it doesn't feel as pristine and crisp. Borderlands 2 was definitely better in regard to that. So if they want to go up a little bit more on that, I don't know when you say like game mechanics. Um, I always thought I have a video on how they really should rethink melee in the game. I thought melee should have been its own skill tree. Um, and not in a way that like everybody's a melee character, 
but I thought it would have been cool to upgrade, change, and augment your melee just because you do get a lot of enemies push up in your face and they all have different melee weapons, right? They, you know, they'll have like uh, a sword or a, you know, I think it was, what was it? Like a, it was like a hatchet or something for Axton. And so, and I think Maya just punched them. I always thought it'd be cool to say, you know, your melee ability is going to level up and upgrade and do different things with melee mods so that you could have that if someone shoves up in your face it's not overly powerful you put a cooldown on it kind of like in destiny and it gives you that option and then it also feeds into the identity of the player like the beastmaster's got like a big like clunky almost like machete looking thing it'd be pretty cool if when he used that melee ability maybe it goes third person he kind of spins around uh maybe people like go up and slam the ground if they're bigger if they're smaller you know maybe the old man he's got that blade on his on his hand maybe that's his melee and maybe it's maybe it can be upgraded to do like uppercuts and knockbacks um again it doesn't turn you into a melee character but it's got a cooldown on it and you can use that ability every once in a while to do something in line with the identity of the character. Um, so I, I think they could lean a little bit more into that a little bit. I have a whole video on that. It's old. It's an old video about how they could rethink melee and borderlands to just be one more engagement choice that you have. And then that obviously would come in huge in a melee-based character. Their cooldowns would be significantly bigger. They could do a whole lot more with their melee ability on top of their super, you know, everything. So, um, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be cool if they did that. Ness, what quality of life changes are needed in Borderlands 3 to keep up the current looter shooters? I don't really know what quality of life changes I would add because again, I think Borderlands 2 ages very well. Again, maybe just considering what I talked about earlier, which is the weapon pyramid. You have a very small amount of weapons that really matter in the end game, and I think that's that's really really tough. Um, that's really really tough. I think to to consider. Oh wow, you know you gotta have you gotta have every weapon type be viable in the end game. Um, I think they could maybe think about weapon types being stronger they did the elements right robots were sensitive to acid flesh is sensitive to heat shield sensitive to electricity um they could do more with that maybe if you're on certain planets or fighting certain enemies you know jacob's weapons are terrible um because everything's shielded or needing an element to hit it but maybe you go into areas where people are wearing like hard metal plating armor and the Jacob's weapons are the best weapons for knocking that armor off. Um, it's, I, I think it's really, really hard to have that like diversity in the end because it just becomes a matter of brute strength, and you just go with the guns that are just do the most brute strength. Um, it's a common misconception that many guns were very much viable in an end game. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the guns just are not super strong in the end game. It's just a lot of variety, and there's like a very small handful of guns that ends up being like the best. Pharaoh, do you think they will add new elements? I don't know. I don't I don't want to have things crutched by slag though like we did in Borderlands 2. Warden 22. What role do you think Helios and what happened in the pre-sequel will play in Borderlands 3? I honestly don't have a prediction there. I don't um cuz that that flew that that kind of flowed more into Borderlands 2. 
is this game difficult to play solo? I mean, I think games like this shine better with a team, but they obviously put, you know, things in there so you can get back up if you go down. Um, so I think that works well for a solo player. Um, it's there, there's, you know, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely some things where areas where you might have a hard time. I, I think this game is better with other players. We've not played it. So Borderlands one, Borderlands one's gonna be really tough solo. Uh, it can be pretty, it can be pretty punishing. You got to kind of take your time in some of the areas. Borderlands two is a little bit more accessible solo. Um, I was just reading an update from Jesse Anderson about Anthem. Uh, he said the team is still working on the next big update, including new content we've announced on the roadmap. We're working on a smaller update for the Elysian caches, loot dropping for javelins that aren't currently using, uh, and the newsfeed not showing properly. Uh, I'm working on the next live stream, which may be delayed a bit off the two week cadence that we've been working with. I really want to show everyone the new content we're working on, but I also want to make sure it's ready to present. Lastly, we're still working to address a lot of the reports we've been getting on players not being able to complete challenges. Okay, I mean, I, we're, we're obviously just going to have to keep waiting for a loot patch. I don't know what they've uh, what they've got planned. All Weezy says, I strongly believe that we need instance loot in Borderlands 3. No more loot ninjas. What are your feelings on that? I, yeah, I already touched on this. I think instance loot is going to encourage people to play with randoms and hopefully discourage or have good protections in for duping because if there's no duping and it's not instance loot it's just going to be loot ninja city doodly i played borderlands 2 in the pre-sequel and both times i accidentally ended up picking up the vault picking the vault hunter that requires the least amount of combat finesse from the player gauge with her robot and the sheriff with her auto aim hacks uh of the new vault hunters who do you think could fill a similar role I don't know. I don't know. Sirens are always usually very, very good at crowd control uh, and survival. Like, both Lilith and Maya are very good for that. As far as requiring the least amount of combat, I would probably say the Beastmaster or the Soldier, because she has, like, the mech suit, and then he has a beast with him. So I would say between the Beastmaster and the Soldier, because they both have things that can be kind of, like, summoned to help you out. Um, So... Orden 22, is there something happening in Borderlands 2 Handsome Collection on PC? Yes, a free upgrade next week. High definition, like 4K upgrade to all, all the textures and stuff. Uh, Exodus, would you like to see any returning weapons? If so, which ones? I don't really think that way. It'd be cool to have some iconic ones come back, but again, you gotta be careful. If you bring back the, the Unkept Herald, or I wouldn't be surprised if the Hellfire makes a return. That gun made it through uh, Borderlands 1 and 2, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Hellfire. G Snail with 19 months. Thank you so much, dude. What you doing, Broham? Um, that's what I would say. Uh, a Norfleet. Yeah. You got to be careful. I would much rather have just all new guns. Personally, I would much rather have all new guns. Uh, next question coming in. Give me one second here. Butterfly Tsunami. I agree. Is this a, this is a chaos theory recommend, uh, right? Butterfly Tsunami. If a butterfly flaps its wings in Central Park, there'll be rain in South Central China or whatever he says in Jurassic Park. Is that what that's supposed to be? Um, it's a cool name, otherwise, uh, regardless. I agree that Borderlands is the best series in existence currently. Uh, is the best... I, I agree that Borderlands is the best series in existence currently. Borderlands 3 has been the most anticipated game for seven years. Um, oops, my question is what character class are you most excited for? I really want to try the Beast Handler. I really do. I, I, that's kind of, again, because that was an idea that we had a long time ago. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. 
Ordan22. What do you think of the idea of Borderlands Battle Royale? Maybe not a standalone game, but more of a mode uh, in a game such as Fortnite Save the World. They're not going to do it. According to Pitchford, they're fun, but they're not doing that in Borderlands, and I think that's a smart idea. Now, if you want another company to take the characters and feel and look of Borderlands and develop a completely side title, I, I wouldn't care. Um, because, the reason I wouldn't care, I think the world, the characters, and the weapons would actually make a great battle royale. The reason I don't think they want to do it is a saturated market. Uh, it's a saturated market. So, that's very risky. Very, very risky. Uh, but I don't want them to waste any development time on it. I don't want Gearbox ma- messing around with Battle Royale. I don't. Um, it just, I think that, I think Borderlands is going to stay, stay in its lane, is what I'm going to say. Jaren097. Farming consistent, uh, farming consisted of killing a boss, game menu, uh, going back to the boss, repeat. Do you think they will implement a reset mechanic for boss farming? Oh, that's a good man. Yes, I hope they do. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Boss farming was a little, um, there was a mechanical, there was a mechanical nature to it. Uh, Yeah, you save, quit, fight, save, quit, fight. There's something lame about that. I'll agree. It'd be cool to be like, no, just leave the area and the boss comes back. Like reset the area, warp out or, you know, something like that. Um, Lazy Fox what pop culture reference would you enjoy if added to Borderlands 3 I don't know Pro- maybe Star Wars references would be funny I always like um, I don't know I like when Tony Stark makes references in uh, in Avengers when he says you know he calls um, he calls Hawkeye Legolas that's one of my that's one of my favorite uh, when he calls th- uh, Thor Rock of Ages <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think those are cool those are cool references um so, but I don't, I don't really care much about that. <laughs> I don't really care much about like pop culture references and stuff. So if you guys have been enjoying this talk, by the way, if you're new to my stream, uh, please click the follow button. That's a free and easy way to support what I do. I'm going to be covering a lot of Borderlands 3. Typically I would have gameplay in the screen right over here. I play while I take the questions and talk. Uh, obviously I'm not doing that right now, but I do Destiny, I do Division, I do Anthem. Borderlands is the game I started my stream with four years ago. So if you're here and enjoying it, please click the follow button. That's a free and easy way to support. Last question, what's your favorite Borderlands? Borderlands 2, it's my all-time favorite game. Anybody ask me what my favorite game is, I've always said Borderlands 2. All-time favorite game, my all-time favorite um, franchise. So, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in and catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If you're watching live right now, don't go anywhere. I'm just ending this for the podcast. As always, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.